nervous. Why? I don't. I don't understand why you would be nervous. It doesn't make any so, sense. So, so take take me through like the flow. Like, what are we gonna do exactly? I already started recording. Oh shit! Welcome to What You Playing, a show from two fellow. Sorry, I already fucked it up. A two from <laughs> a show, a show from two field YouTuber best friends who have never met in real life, and uh, this will hopefully be a once a week podcast. And we're yes. very we're very bored here in quarantine, and we wanted to make something for YouTube again. <laughs> It's awful. Yeah. My name is Nick. Uh, you can find my stuff at he'sbaggames.com where for the foreseeable future, this will be living. And uh, this is Dara. You can find him at Ink Eyes on YouTube. Um, yes. Hi. Or I should say I'm, he's he'sbag.com exists, but I don't really use it. He'sbag on YouTube is where you would find this. Yeah, that's where you're like trying to do blogs, right? Yeah, I guess Little so. articles for, for games and stuff. Yeah. And... Um, I did, Sorry about I, my squeaky chair, by the way. That's okay. I, I didn't do anything with that site. I, ma I made like one one article and never never really did anything else with like it. Like way back when, right? Yeah, I did it on Apex Legends, like the week Apex Legends came on. And I, yeah. Right before I got on this call with you, I was playing Apex Legends. <laughs> so I, I, I'm still going with it. Do you uh, like it as much as you used to? Or I, I like it. I like it just because you, you, yeah. you know how to play it. You know what? Let's talk about that later. And the, what you play okay. in this, because I'm, I'm thinking the first half of this podcast is talk about a couple news items that are like interesting shit that's coming up. Okay. And um, the second part, oh, I swore a minute and 29 in, so we're good. And <laughs> the second part will be what, what we're playing. Try to convince each other to play what we're playing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said that you wanted to talk about Monster Train. Yes. Do you want to like try to explain Monster Train, and I'll I'll queue up like a um, I'll queue up a a little video of it, a little trailer of it, gameplay footage. Yeah, I'm gonna pull. So, it. Monster Train is a brand new roguelike, which I don't believe is out yet. I think it's still in early access, and um, if I, I think I think so, and uh, it's, it's a roguelike. Light, I should say, because uh, you don't really go through like a dungeon per se, but it's similar to uh, the map that you have on Slate Aspire. And uh, except it, it like descends instead of ascends, though, right? Exactly, you yeah. go downwards and you don't see the whole map, it's just like section to section. So yeah. you go from boss to boss, and it's supposed to be like the circles of hell yeah. that you go through. And uh, there are a few factions that uh, you start with a couple. Um, and you can unlock more of them, but it's kind of, it kind of combines elements of Slate Aspire and um, just just roguelike elements, card play. Uh, you can select units, you get upgrades, you can go to a shop. Um, when you choose your path as you go down a map, uh, you can go to different nodes. You usually have like a couple of paths you can go down, so you can you know kind of evaluate what sort of options you're going to get along the way. Yeah, it's like um, you, you. So uh, one of the main hooks that I've seen is that it's not just like I'm playing spells from my hand, but you also play these persistent cards that are monsters, like you would in like Magic or Hearthstone or Hearthstone. Exactly. Or like so you're not like one character, but you kind of build a deck with spells and you could call them creatures or monsters. Yeah. And. Um, it's actually really cool because uh, the levels aren't flat. Like you're just not playing one game. It's kind of like you can see in the video. It's layers, and it's kind of tower defensey. Yeah. So there are enemies that if they defeat um, your um, say, like if you have units on the on the on the main floor, if they defeat them or if they have abilities like haste, uh, they have a chance to actually go up to the next floor. And at the very top, 
uh, up the fourth floor, there's your pyre, and your pyre is basically like your your player hit points. And the pyre itself can attack back any units that make it up there. And and yeah. you can't play any creatures on the top floor where the pyre is. But you basically prepare all all the all the levels below that. So well, what, what's cool about the, the pyres? You can actually try to focus on building out your pyre to like be a powerhouse. Yeah, there there are pyre specific abilities, and and you can actually heal up the pyre. So if it takes damage, it's at the end of the world. Um, but yeah, there's just another cool thing that I appreciate about it is that the. The, there's character animation, so they're not just completely static. All the cards, they're animated yeah. by a few frames, so you can see like you know like fireballs are like kind of falling and stuff like that. So it's it's actually kind of neat. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it looks like um, I, I just looked it up. It says May twenty first. Oh, just a few days then. Yeah, that's so, awesome. I mean, that's definitely something like. I've, I used to play all the roguelikes, and I've been kind of falling off on them because I feel like when I when I get one, if I like it, it's like all I play for a whole year, and I yeah. don't, I don't like go on to anything. Like I I've got so many hours in Enter the Gungeon and Binding of Isaac and and Slay the Spire. Like, <sighs> see, I never touched Binding Binding of Isaac because I remember the way back when it was just like a flash game. I, st I started with the flash game. Me. Yeah, it just didn't look good back then. Um, there's just so many better games play back then, in my opinion. I just love Edmund McMillan stuff. Like I got really into. I haven't played all of his stuff, but I got like really Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. I played a lot of Super Meat Boy as as you. That know. was one of the first like really difficult platformers, like those impossible platformers. I think like I think it came out after like I want to be the guy, but it was like the accessible version of I want to be the guy. I feel like. When did N plus plus come out? I have no idea. Do you I, know that game? Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, here, let me... Yeah. Uh, Super Meat Boy, I think, came out with, like, the Xbox Summer of Arcade, so that would have been, like, 2010 or something like that? Jesus, yeah. N plus plus. Let's see here. July 28th, 2015 is when N plus plus came out. Okay, so okay. Super Meat Boy... See, back in the day, I didn't have the patience for... Yeah, I was right on October 20th, 2010, Super Meat Boy. Right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't have the patience. Like, I saw so many of my friends play that. I saw it on, like, videos and stuff. But, like, it, it, I knew that it would drive me crazy. But I never tried it. I knew that I could play them. But I just never got into, like, those, that sort of game. What about, like, until Celeste? Recently, what about, like, Celeste? Did you do Celeste? Yeah, yeah, until recently. Like, Tower Climb was one of the first like really oh, difficult platforms I, I that hate, I got into. I hate that game. I, I love Tower Climb. Tower Climb is you you don't even know man. It's it's one of the best games see, ever made. See to me that one I don't understand why you like that one so much because that's that to me is By like way, the way, hold on Tower Climb is is uh one word if you're gonna guys download it or like look it up it's Tower Climb altogether. Uh, so it's gonna be really difficult terrible. to go on YouTube and type Tower Climb and get that footage. Uh, I think the thing I hate the most about that. Tower Climb is that it is. Um, the first of all, the trailer sucks. I'm sure it does. It's <laughs> it's like it's like a one and done game though. You know, like with uh, no, no. Actually, they're they're working on chapter three. It's been going on. For no, like no, no, years. no. I mean, like in Super Meat Boy, you die and then you respawn immediately. Tower Climb is like you die, yes. you die. That's it's like. They they made the super hard platformer and mixed it with roguelite and that makes me want to kill myself. It's just like way way too much. It's so sweaty. I was I was about to say that it's it's kind of not exactly like Super Meat Boy and games like that because like you said it's not like you you get like one screen and you have to make make 
through or make your way through that screen and if you die you just like reset right away this yeah. is an actual you have to get from the beginning to the end to climb the entire tower and it's, it's in how many levels is it jesus i think i got to like the third and i third was like a, i was like a never... the third level <laughs> i probably buy them I, I don't know which which one's which one's smaller which one is like what's less what's less impressive a level or a biome because that's what whatever is less impressive is what i did no less impressive is just the levels because yeah, every okay. biome is three levels <laughs> so yeah no i never made it out of so you go through yeah. like you saw like the lava biome you go through like a jungle biome and like a rocky biome like here um it's amazing there's even a, a, a dance club in it that you eventually reach a dance club yeah there's a club in it and there's like giants dancing in it it's it one of the most difficult it turns into crypt of the necro dancer basically oh my dude the music for the the, the club I, I used to listen to it like in the car how did we how did we get onto this we were just talking about roguelikes is that it uh we were talking about roguelikes and um platformers somehow yeah i guess talking about? the other rope well we started off with uh monster train yes and monster train does look super cool the roguelike that I've been playing, I guess I, I'm kind of done with it now. Even though it's amazing, is uh, one step from Eden. Let me guess. I was about to say. Yeah, one step uh, from Eden. So I beat it a few times on the um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, the not kill everybody run with the friendship. Uh, the, neutral. Yeah, no, no, the, like the friendship run, not neutral. Oh, saving everyone. Yeah, saving everyone. Yeah, I've beat it a few times on saving everyone. What a, what it was. Yeah, to, I know it's the the <laughs> pussiest move because that's how you get all your. So in this game, you can all, all the bosses are also player characters, um, and you can choose to save all of them. And when you save them, they heal you, or you can kill them, yeah. which gives you a permanent stat benefit of some type. Or you could do a mix of it, depending on like how things are going at the time. There's I don't think killing them gives you a stat benefit. Yeah, it does. It gives you a um, it gives you a, a relic. You don't get relics. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you yeah. keep if you keep them alive, you don't get anything from them. Um, yeah, and one of the cool things is that uh, except for the heal, their the relics that you get are are boss specific. Yeah, and they it's kind of like their abilities. So it's like Mega like, Man. Then now, this game yeah. is based on Mega Man. It's based on Mega Man Battle Network. Right? Battle Network. Yeah. yeah. Which I never played back in the day, but I remember people were obsessed with it on like GBA. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't play it either, but I remember this game. I played it for Jesus Christ, I don't know, like maybe two hundred and fifty hours combined. I got like thirty. Yeah, I got really obsessed with it because I was I was trying like all the characters. I have all of them unlocked. I have multiple um, skins and and play styles because they they have different play styles yeah. too. Once you beat the game on Dude. on neutral with them. You get you unlock this other way that you can play them. For example, like the, the default for starter character Saffron. Yeah. Um, you Just have Chronos. The 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 Chronos Saffron, like the versus the original one. The original one's all about like auto attacking. Yeah. Uh, so you can just hold down the right trigger. She's about auto attacking and just like yeeting out as many high damage spells as possible. Right? Yeah, which can be really cool too with the yeah. auto attack. But the only problem is in order to make that work all the way to the end with like an auto auto attack build you have you have to get so lucky like there are so many artifacts that you can get that actually increase your like attack power like the micro missiles one and the one yeah and just the ones that just kick up your auto just, attack power just the one that straight up say attack damage off yeah. but it, it, there's it's so luck based and yeah. there's no real way because you can as you know just just saying to for the audience you can select your focus 
or or too focused. This this is cool. So the focus thing I've never seen before. So like imagine you're playing multiple I don't know uh, uh, enemies in like a Magic the Gathering tournament, and you're like and you start off with a super small deck, and you're like I would like this deck to be blue mana and green mana, but I can't just like ask for those cards. Even more specific. Uh, yeah, Let's even say, more, like, I just want most of my like, cards to be elves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mechanics. You can and choose specific mechanics, mechanics to like yeah. hope to. So you can say, I want elves and I want, I don't know, pyroblast, like direct damage. And in this game, it, when you choose those focuses, it gives you a chance to get that stuff, but it also lowers your chance of getting more rare, super powerful spells if you just went with nothing. I don't, exactly. know, I don't know if you know about that mechanic. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I did know that um, based on your luck, you also. Oh uh, yeah. I love I love when uh, you killing bunnies gives you extra luck. <laughs> it's just rabbit foot. So it took me so long. There was nothing online when I started playing it that, that I actually said what killing the bunny did. Yeah. Um, so well, it's one I, luck, one luck. Yeah. One luck, but eventually, like you, you check your stats and you, you, you'd be surprised. You see, like you have a plus eighteen magic damage and like it's thirty-seven luck, and like when do they even end up with that much luck? Like it's impossible. I feel but like luck also, it's it's also cool because the game doesn't just give you better cards for for nothing because mm-hmm. you know there's so many ways to increase your luck. You're also punished. For having high luck, so the higher your luck is, the, the more difficult, difficult the game is. So yeah. you run into like elite units. You get um, great shit, but they get great shit. Exactly. So yeah. it's balanced out like that. Another cool thing that I that I took me a while to understand what exactly meant was the, the red paths that you could take. With the yeah, I well, I don't know what that is. What are the red paths? I've never looked so, into it. It's basically like a blood moon, so the whole background turns black and red, with like the moon in the sky, and and that's basically I think it's two or three biomes higher than you would normally go through at that stage they're all elites you get um, upgraded cards you get better relics you get better cards in general like higher rarity so it's like every um, single more experience money all of that so, so it's just way more difficult so you know like, like the you know like the elite squares that look like the dragon's head right uh-huh. so, so every single one of them is like that equivalent of difficulty yeah okay. or higher you can easily die. I feel like whenever we do this show, there's going to be like at least 15 minutes on roguelites. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's one of my favorite genres. <laughs> <right now. laughs> it, it was. I mean, it still is one of my favorites. But anyway, the next because any my favorite games right now are games that are either straight up roguelikes or just like a mixture of roguelike, roguelike infused genres. You know, platformer with roguelike elements, yeah. card game with roguelike elements. All right, we just did we just did fifteen elements. minutes on roguelikes, so I'm gonna go. Hey, ahead. I'll go on. I know you will. So I'm gonna go on to the next thing. Have you? I've already asked you, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. Have you seen the Unreal Five tech demo? I have not. Let's check it out. Okay. I'm actually going to put the audio on for this one. We'll click around a little bit because it is wordy. Um, okay. But it's it's something. And we're not going to... By the way, you mentioned, you mentioned Celeste, and I was going to talk about that for a little bit because I was going to say um, there are... Every once in a while, the game comes out as like basically life-changing. And I think Celeste was definitely one of those titles it's like, the best so, platformer that's come out in a decade it's, it's amazing it, I, mean, I love it like the sense of satisfaction you get and and you really feel like you get better at it it's so skill-based and and i never did any speed runs of it. i have a whole playthrough of it on youtube and i tried to do like b-sides and get like unlikes and stuff like that 
Um, but <laughs> it's just it's just so good. I know, I know. So well designed. I I I not wrong like, but I'll mention one thing from it that I love, and that's Coyote Time. Do you know about that? No. The designers put in this mechanic called Coyote Time, you know, like in Roadrunner and Coyote. Coyote yeah. runs off of a ledge and he has a little bit of time where he's just like kicking his legs in the air. Yeah, so they, 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 they built a mechanic into the game that if you are off the ledge for like a few or maybe a little bit more pixels, your jumps still register as a jump because they think it feels bad for it to be 100% precise. They call that really? They call that Coyote Time, yeah. I had no idea. That's actually cool. You can actually abuse that. Yeah, that's that's how all the speedrunners abuse it. But let's watch let's watch some of this video. Okay. Oh, oh, do I have it on full quality here? Yes. Before we continue, let's stop a moment and take a look at some of the key features of this demo. Much of what you see was built with Quixel Megascan assets. But instead of using the it game looks versions, extraordinary. Use the cinematic versions That's just crazy. Will only be used in film. There are around a million triangles each, and thanks to virtual texturing, they all use 8K textures. I want to show you real quick. They'll, they'll get to it, but I'll skip ahead once they show how they can bounce the lighting. Triangles of source geometry in each. This is probably the most realistic looking game I've ever seen. to around 20 million drawn triangles. Come on, you never played Night Trap? No. Noise. Look at this thing. These are the triangles. I don't know if you heard him. He said, like, you know, this whole thing is built out of, you know, trigonometry. trigonometry you have tri 20 million triangles. So this is a visual representation of the triangles. It's not like digital noise. Every single one of these colors is a triangle. Is density of triangles yeah. or just triangles? Yeah. Different color. Most are so small that they look like noise. Nanite achieves detail down to the pixel, which means triangles are often the size of pixels. This amount of geometric detail requires shadows to be pixel accurate as well, and then I can. I mean, what kind of computer do you need to run this though? This is running on a PS5. No way! Yeah. I don't know if you heard. Of, I don't know what the tech is called, but PS5 has developed some space age SSD. Okay. That's proprietary to PlayStation 5 right now, and I guess it's going to allow for um, some serious shit. Apparently. So it's it's such a unique technology that you can't even find it and get it for PC and things like that? It's proprietary. They made it. They're not giving it out yet. It's, Good job. It's in PS5 exclusively. Global illumination. No light maps, no baking here. Without GI, all of that beautiful lighting is gone. With Lumen enabled, we can move the light and the bounce. This is nuts to me. Okay, let's keep going. They show some more cool stuff here, but nothing that I find, like, groundbreaking. There's a lot of developer-specific talk, I would say. Um, let's get over to... What is this, like... It reminds me of Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's totally a Tomb Raider ripoff with, like, magic in it. It's like Prince of Persia Yes, that's what... A lot of people have been calling it, like, Princess of Persia. <laughs> so this, this I found cool, that they can... Use They'll say it. Not just for speeding up iteration, but also for its impact on gameplay. Any light source can move while still having beautiful bounce lighting. Dynamic illumination means specular as well, which you can see on all the metal surfaces. You can even see the Niagara-powered bugs reacting to the light. I mean, I would be running. So Niagara. I saw that many cockroaches. <laughs> Niagara, I guess, is their particle effects system. 
and, okay. it, and it can be like integrated with all the other systems and stuff. So they're uh -huh. like integrating Lumen with that right now for for this effect. Lumen not only reacts to moving light sources, but also changes in geometry. Would be cool if they uh, added sound effects for the bugs she's squishing. <laughs> Little crunches. Remember we mentioned high poly assets. This is nuts. This statue was imported directly from ZBrush, and is more than 33 million triangles. No baking wow. maps. No authored LODs. So they don't do any LOD. Do you know what LOD is? No. I think a loss of. Uh, yes, that's it. Loss of detail or something like that. It's basically, you know, when you're playing a game. When you're further away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah. Bring down the resolution. Maybe so it's, it's, not, maybe it's not loss, but that is exactly what it is, what you're saying. It's like the further away you are, it's like, oh, there's a shitty version of the asset and then a little bit better version of the asset and then the actual asset when you get close so, enough. So that the game would run smoothly. So usually. This engine, from what they're saying, who knows if it's true. That doesn't, no that doesn't exist anymore. It's just the actual asset at all times is drawn. Jesus. And the crazy thing that they do in a moment is they take the statue and, and put it in a room 500 times. And it still runs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a tech demo. Like, who knows? I mean, this looks like gameplay footage. It looks like next gen. It really does look like... I didn't think there was going to be much of a difference, you know? Everyone's saying that this generation, next gen, is all about like load times and SSDs and that kind of stuff. Yeah, console load times can definitely improve. Yeah. Well, everyone's still running HDDs. Yeah, that's true. What is this, Terracotta Warriors? Yeah, that's what they look like, right? Except they have like a different cultural look to them. They don't look, you know, Chinese to me. So with Mana, you have limitless geometry, and with Lumen, you have fully dynamic lighting and global illumination. Look at this. All right. running on a PlayStation 5. How? How? And supposedly this is playable. It looks amazing. Like, if when PS5 comes out, it would be nice if they like included this demo just as like a true proof of concept. Yeah. Not like No Man's Sky yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is straight up gameplay footage right here. That's what they're saying. I mean, if you think about it, Epic owns Unreal, right? And now Epic has more money than God. So I guess they could do it. <laughs> this shit, I think they do this part here to prove that they can load this stuff like instantaneously. She goes from that room into this whole Yeah. And their lumen technology world. was illuminating the whole world, not just those rooms, you know? Supposedly. I mean obviously to me it just sounds impossible. Yeah. No hiccup. Like I I just want to see it run live, you know? Think about how long it takes to design something like that. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, when did when did Unreal Four come out? Like twenty four years ago. Twenty fourteen. Unreal. Let's see. 
Uh, I'm Googling a lot. Unreal 4 <laughs> release. Mostly just release dates. Unreal 4, uh, 2014. September 2014. 2014. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. It is weird to think about that, like, they've been using that since, what is that, like, PS, the end of the PS3 era? Yeah, era? yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, like, the, I don't know if you saw any of the Xbox reveals that they did last week or the week before, but... They, no, I've been so away from console releases. Man, it was underwhelming. They were like, this is going to be the first time we're going to show you next-gen stuff, and they, they basically showed, like, double A and, like, triple I games, and it was like, this is... Nobody, it was like Masquerade, uh, Bloodlines Masquerade, you know, like that vampire game. Yeah. Um, some like random horror games that nobody has ever heard of. And they only so showed. nothing new really? No, I mean, they did show new stuff, but they certainly didn't show any gameplay. And then they were really hyping up the Assassin's Creed Val Valhalla gameplay that they were going to show. It's like three seconds of gameplay and the rest of it was just FMV. And everyone was like, this is not a good. That is shady. And it just wasn't a good rep representation of what like next gen was and then you know half a week later unreal comes out with this and I'm like oh shit like imagine breath of, breath of the wild on unreal 5 like i i know that switch wouldn't be able to do it but like imagine breath, breath of the wild on Unreal 5 or <clears throat> horizon zero dawn 2 or whatever the hell they're gonna call it yeah, yeah, you, that is potential you need a playstation man i know that you're all about your switch or your nintendo boy now yeah because it's just convenient i know just, it's convenient just lounge around but there's just like some some top tier experiences that you can only really get on also the expensive. PlayStation. That's that's the problem. Three fifty for investment. I think it's three fifty for a pro. Yeah. Yeah, and then the games are going to be pretty expensive too. Sixty bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. Same as most Switch titles. I mean, I know you mostly just do uh, uh, indie on on Switch, but because just indie satisfies all my all my needs. Yeah. You know. <laughs> all you yeah. need all you need is indie games and a blow up doll and you're good that's uh, it yeah. <laughs> you know me too well man <laughs> um but like what just got my third blow up doll <laughs> just wearing them wearing them out um you know like what would what do you want to see in this engine like what what game series do you want to see in this engine i want to see an actual cat like new castlevania game done right do you mean another 2d game or do you want like another lords of I mean, shadow if they, if they can stick to the 2d style of it i would i would absolutely love that i mean i'm sure but, they could make it look amazing but i don't yeah i don't think i feel like this is overkill for that like who's gonna pay for the licensing for exactly it? it's gonna yeah exactly it's gonna be overkill well actually they i can't can, you, they, they don't... never made a good 3d castlevania castlevania was one of my favorite uh series growing up like i love castlevania actually, all of them i just said something for a 3D one. i want i think i just said something wrong i don't think you like straight up pay for an unreal license i think it's like a profit sharing thing i think it's because I think they just changed it too. It's like your first million dollars of revenue, you don't have to pay anything back to Epic. But after your first million dollars of revenue, I think it's like 9% or something you have to start giving them because you use their engine. You know, actually 1 million is, is such a small amount when you think about it. For indie, not for indie devs though. For indie devs, it's pretty... Oh, that's what you mean. Gotcha. Well, no, for anybody, I think. But for indie devs, that's like... For indie devs, that's I don't, I don't think any indie dev has made a million like i'm sure they have but like very few indie devs have made close to or, or over a million dollars except De for maybe edmund edmund the, Star, the stardew valley guy 
Really? Of course he did, dude. That guy sold so many copies of that game. It's insane. I don't even understand what the appeal was. I love that game. game. I had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, what, do you, what do you do in that game? It's, it's like... You chill out, man. You, but it's you, just so dumb. You farm, you, you go, and you make friends and have sex with the other villagers. And, well, you, you so? well, no, you can befriend them, and eventually you can marry one, I think. Uh, there's like a, an endless, almost endless mine that you can go through and like fight monsters and get minerals down there so you can build so stuff. So is it like an isometric Sims? No, it's more like an isometric Minecraft with better graphics that's more charming. What was it say? It's like a clone of another game from back in the day. Harvest, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. the one I'm thinking about. It's like Harvest Moon. Like Harvest Moon, Moon on, on steroids, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. It's great. It's absolutely great. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like grown-ups playing that game. In this engine, I want uh, Nintendo to go bankrupt and to sell all of their IPs to Sony. And then, I mean, this will never happen. And then I want like, not. I, I want a Breath of the Wild or whatever the next one would be called in this engine. Running yeah, on PlayStation Zelda hardware. Game, Zelda was always about that. Especially oh. like the new Zelda games after they came out of the, the isometric 2D ones. Yeah, it was all about atmosphere and environments. And well, they, like, yeah, they always kind of like redefined visuals and stuff. And get, I mean, Autorena, you know, it invented lock-on targeting and that kind of thing. You know, it's true. Really big deal. Yeah, back in the yeah. day. But all the all the scenery they create, um, just like the mountains and, and jungles and, and plains and everything, and even uh, what was the Twilight of what? Uh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess is a, is a reaction a reactionary release because Ocarina came out and everybody loved it, and then on GameCube they released Wind Waker, and lots of fans were pissed about it because it had like a quote unquote cartoony. I mean, it does art style, but it's still well, that's how it was. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the best art style they've ever done, in my opinion. Like it's the yeah. only, it's the only art style that holds up in the of the three D games at this point. And then they came out with Twilight Princess because it was so they wanted like something totally opposite, dark and brooding, and as realistic as they could make it look for for the the graphics of the day. It's yeah, still yeah. pretty good game. It's got really cool like one off items. Have you've played yeah. you've played it right? Yeah, yeah. You I know, played a couple of them actually. You know, like the gear skateboard thing that's never come back ever again it's like a spinning top gear that you can like ride you jump on yeah yeah and it would like connect to like zippers in the walls and take you all over the uh the dungeons and stuff that was a yeah. lot of fun um see that's another cool thing about zelda games it's just like they always have like some some cool little mechanic that they try to just come out with that, that's the whole thing the, right every single time yeah yeah and just like they inspire so many games too i mean we owe yeah. so much of the games that we played to to the zelda uh formula basically yeah. no it's, it's dungeon crawling a lot of like puzzle sol- solving like clever clever puzzles time-based puzzles it's probably um, my, like, my second favorite game series i would say as simple as some of them are there's they still feel like such grand adventures yeah like, they've done such a good job just drawing you in this you is know, a- another game another game franchise i would like to see come back on, on an engine like this is prince of persia because i feel like back yeah, in the day, prince I- of persia games also emphasize a lot and developed a lot of really cool and majestic looking environments <laughs> majestic. going through majestic just I, uh, and uh, why is it gone i don't know i think which 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 one did the really last be- one, yeah maybe. which one was that i remember two of them i remember like 
Is it called Sands of Time? Is that the first Sands one? Sands of Time was so good when you were getting chased yeah. by that Dhaka monster. Yes, that game is great. Wait, no, isn't that the second one? Isn't it like Dark something or other? Prince of See. Persia. Isn't Prince of Persia Sands of Time the first re-release or not really? Mm. Sands of Time. Sands of Time, third person. Sands of Time series. Sands of Time is the, fir the first one of the new ones. So what was the sequel called? It was The Forgotten Sands? No, The Sands of Time Trilogy. Prince of Persia. Sands of Time. Oh, okay, so it's Prince of Persia, then Sands of Time. Oh, you're right, so you're right, you're right. The, yeah. the, the Haka is this, is Sands of Time. Even um, Warrior Within. You remember that one? It That's the one on, I'm uh... thinking of. Is, is that the one that crashed and burned? No, that was a good one, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I'm looking at the reviews for it right now on on Wiki. I got um, Game Informer gave it 9.25 out of 10. Gamespot gave it 8.8 out of 10. You know IGN what? gave it 8.6 out of 10. I just realized you're Persian. That's what this is all about. You're Listen, just, you're just looking for <laughs> cultural representation. That's what this is. You know, I, I can't really talk because like. I'm Italian, so Mario will be there until I'm dead. So I understand. <laughs> like you, you need your thing, right? I, no, I just you know, <laughs> I'm that, just kidding. Prince of Persia. I feel like it was really cool. Like what it came out after Tomb Raider, so it wasn't yeah. original in in, in in those puzzles where you're like well, holding onto ledges. No, no, like the the original like Prince of Persia is like ancient. You know, like well, the one that was in like MS DOS. Yeah, yeah. That it's fine. You can't really say that it was really anything special. Like, yeah, you. I, I actually played it, but since I didn't own any of the books and I didn't have access to the internet, I <laughs> never made it past a single level. Like, I would just complete a level and die because I was always drink the uh, wrong potion at the end of the stage, you know, because it's always like, what's the fourth letter of the 12th ward on the second paragraph? I gotta tell you, 76. I, I probably played like five screens of that game. So and you just I die. Yeah, I can't, I can't really <laughs> say anything. Never beat it. No, definitely. But even not. Warrior Within, they they had it on PSP, and I remember um, I was working at GameStop when when that came out, and it was one of the most beautiful looking games on the PSP that actually blew my mind. I couldn't believe that I could, they could actually execute those graphics on a handheld device console like that. It, yeah. it, it was incredible, and and they they had. Um, um, ah, the the metal music in it. I forgot what was the what the track was called. But every time you were getting chased by the Hawkmans, it was just it was just so well done. Yeah. Um, but then it, it kind of went I, downhill. That was when I rented. I know I didn't. I definitely didn't own that one. Forgotten um, Sands. I think I remember that, that one. That's they they all have the rewind mechanic, right? Like that's the first. Yes. Yeah, the rewind mechanic. Forgotten Sands was still good because they kept working on uh, the combat system and yeah. they made it better and better. But I think what happened was that around that time, Assassin's Creed came into the picture and they stole everything from Prince of Persia mm. and Tomb Raider. Just just uh, the beautiful environments, uh, really good combat, uh, and they had like the stealth mechanics or whatever you want to call them. And then they just mastered it. They just made it so much better. And I think after that, Prince of Persia became obsolete because I think just Assassin's Creed took over. Basically. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So what I'm thinking, right? So how about this? Hear me out. You do a new you do a new Prince of Persia, right? 
and you instead of giving it the open world Assassin's Creed, Breath of the Wild, whatever treatment, you give it the Naughty Dog treatment, right? And yeah, <laughs> you you set it like in current day, and your character is like a descendant of the Prince of Persia from those games, and he's yeah. trying to like uncover his family's lineage and he comes across is it an hourglass that like gives you that yeah that, that he comes across like the hourglass he he's like a nathan drake knockoff like don't have naughty dog do it you know this is like a, a knockoff nathan of, drake slash max Payne. yeah no, you know, yeah exactly nathan drake slash max Payne. so it's like it's like a ripoff of the mummy basically but it's a persian story and he's he's like going through these uh, uh, forgotten ruins trying to find like the history of his family and he comes across like the the sands of time and at the same time that he does it he awakens the dahaka and he doesn't realize <laughs> it and he like brings it back to modern day civilization with him and you have to do like parkour prince of persia through like the streets of tehran or something like that <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like skyscrapers in new york no no like no 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 because no, you, you you still you still want to keep some of like the cultural significance you know you still want some of it if he's just in new york you know it's like whatever i mean if, if anything uh, remains after covid honestly all right, all right how, how about miami then so there's still sand involved <laughs> are you actually there, laughing there, like... there are two deserts over there in <laughs> yeah that's what i'm talking about there are two deserts. It's just like uh, obviously completely. There's no development of them. Like you could actually probably run into something that nobody has seen before because they get so hot. And, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure every inch of them have been explored, but they could create like a fantasy where you go underground under the sands, and and you find some, some forgotten ruins that were just covered by. It could be like kilometers a, of sands and dunes. It and, could be like the lost city of Atlantis, but instead of being under water, it's just under it's sand. Under sand. <laughs> it's just under sand. There's an underground cavern. Have you ever watched like Neon uh, Genesis Evangelion? No. You never seen well Evangelion. It's a super famous anime, and there's like a world underneath the world in it. There's just like a crater where they just build a city in it, but you can't you can't see it from above. We'll, we'll do that, except it's under the sand. It's a whole Prince of Persia sand city. And there's a giant like supernova explosion where all the sand in the desert turns into glass. Okay. That could no that and could be like it, one zone. That could be like one zone. You fight like and a boss that like explodes. I was gonna say, that's how you defeat the final boss, the Haka. You you freeze it by it's crawling through sand and it just turns into glass and just shatters. He just smashes his bitch ass. Shatters into bits. Okay. All but, right. but to return somehow, obviously. And all of it will be amazing in Unreal Engine 5, where every single one of the sand, sand. All, every, <laughs> it's all its own particles. There, every single grain of sand is 10,000 triangles. And, uh, you know, you'll have the perfect lumen, uh, uh, their light plug-in bouncing off of every single grain. 30 billion grains of sand individually textured. Yeah, individually textured. Everyone has 12 sides and... Yeah. and Thirty triangles used in eight. It's gonna be. One of them it's gonna be great to, to illuminate them. Oh my god! It's gonna be great. No, actually, imagine that if this engine has that capability. Imagine how they can create scenes where there's like wind blowing dust around or or sand around. You're actually or... like transitioning into the next thing I want to talk about. Oh, go ahead. So this this is the last thing I had. Um, I know that you're not playing console games, but I'm I'm still gonna hit you with some of this. I mean, besides Switch. Um, 
Ghost of Tsushima, do you know what that is? I don't. Do you know who Sucker Punch is? Did the guys who made Inf- Infamous and Infamous Two on the on PlayStation? Yes. So this is yes, their yes, yes. this is their new open world game. Okay. And it's like a mashup of everything. It's like Assassin's Creed. It's like Breath of the Wild. It's got a combat system kind of like Sekiro, and also a combat system like Assassin's Creed. But the thing that I found cool about this is the way that they're tackling, um, traversing a open world where they are bringing in elements of the world to direct you to the things that you want to go to. Um, so that's kind of weird the way I'm saying it, but I just kind of want you to watch the beginning of this Ghost of Tsushima. If I can remember how to spell it, T-S-U-S-Shima State of Play. And I'll turn up the volume on this. So th- they show you a lot here. Um, let me change scenes so the other humans can see it. Um, Okay, I think they've already talked about it. You, yeah, already kind of resembles Sekiro. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. It looks amazing. Let me check this out. Well, that that's Shadow of the Colossus. Oh yeah, just calling the horse like that and. <laughs> yeah. What was the horse's name? Uh, it's sure. like. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It's like three letters. It's like Ikaro or something like that. I, yeah. I forget. All right, so check this out. He, they haven't shown it yet. Well, they did show it, but I skipped it. He's he's put a marker on the map, but if you notice, there's no like UI showing him where to go. Right. So when he thinks he needs to figure out where to go, he uses one of his I don't know magical samurai powers here. I think he uses it right here. Like tracking skills. So he just called the gust of wind. So they see how the wind is blowing in that direction now. Yeah. So now he'll, he, he flies off in that direction instead of it just being like a blinking bit of bullshit on the screen. Very interesting. And it it's seems a, like there's crafting in it. It looks or like it, yeah. weapons upgrades. He's definitely... That's very Assassin's Creed right there where, like, somebody is finding him there. Um, so, yeah, instead of just, like, big obvious UI elements, it's a little bit more stripped down and uh, more of a... Um, a cinematic kind of experience. Actually, I, I want you to see that stuff too. That stuff is really cool. The soundtrack is pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, I got how far Yeah. Mongol territory. Oh, so this is a period in Japan where I guess the Mongols invaded, and he's uh, all kinds of fighting them back. Like this farmstead that's been taken over by the Mongols. Can also take you to your next big story moments, or even help you find rare collectibles. Also, elements of um, but what about the Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls was also happens. a oh, yeah. pretty big pioneer in, in the open, in the open world, world realm. Yeah. yeah, smokestacks on the horizons, interesting and odd-shaped trees, or maybe even animals trying to get your attention. This is pretty cool. This guy is a Disney princess, and you'll see why in a second. <laughs> I also wish in games. Um, collision was more realistic, so if he ran into one of these trees, he would actually just break your neck. Fall and break your neck. <laughs> that, that's how it is in Red Dead Redemption too. Take real damage. Really? Yeah. I still have to play that game. Look at this shit. It's like, oh, this bird is trying to tell me something, and they'll just randomly take you to events. Stay away, my lord. The spirits. Samurai, this so they show you some some combat stuff and um, uh-huh. 
But I want to skip that. I want to just Whoa. show you one more thing. I mean, you can watch this on your own time, brother. Seems like there's a lot of different like armor sets and weapon sets. Yeah, because he can fight as like a he can fight as like an honorable samurai, or he can kind of have like a ninja set and go in and like assassinate everyone at night. Yeah. But where's this one thing? So not only do you get to choose how the ghost. So this is cool that, that right away. This isn't exactly what I want to talk about, but it is very neat that they that they chose to add this. In our new photo mode, we have features such as color grading, depth of field. Because like, not we don't care. I don't think that much, but like gamers care about this stuff now. Absolutely. Look how dope this is, though. You can control the wind's direction, the speed. You can change out the particles to different types of leaves and fireflies. Yep. You can even select a track of music from our original score that might be a little bit more fitting. So if you're into doing a photo, or maybe you actually want to do a video, there's something here for you. Here's a few that I've created. I'm a professional photographer. I take uh, <laughs> in video game photos. This next thing they talk about is what I'm what I'm interested in and considering playing the game like. Oh, no, not the Japanese voice track. Although, that's, <laughs> I, I, I will be doing the Japanese voice track, no doubt. But, um... Turn on. Yeah, this. Have you ever watched any Akira Kurosawa movies? Like what? Like uh, The Hidden Fortress or Seven Samurai. They're older movies, like between the the forties and fifties and on. You've heard of Seven Samurai? So he's like uh -huh. this super famous samurai director. Like he's basically the original Star Wars is basically a one hundred percent ripoff of The Hidden Fortress. Oh, um, interesting. But like he's, it's got like this very gritty, uh, 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 film style with like gorgeous film grain and all that kind of stuff. Like it's very, you know it when you see it. And they decided to put it in this game, and I kind of want to play it. I kind of want to play the game like this. It's like black and white. Yeah. Here at Sucker Punch, we are huge fans of samurai cinema. We wanted to create a way for you to feel like you're playing your favorite samurai movie. So we created a windy, black and white, film grained out mode that you can turn on from the very Windy. <laughs> that is so true. I've seen samurai stuff a lot growing up because uh, a lot of the uh, shows and films that they would put on TV were imported or bought from Japan and China. Um, I think it's mostly because they were more conservative. There wasn't a lot of uh, like nudity or sexual content. Yeah. In the... This mute. This soundtrack, though. Like. Very, very epic. I lo I love this shot. I'm very excited for this. This will be the game I'll be playing after um, Last of Us Part Two. And you said this is an exclusive? Yeah, yeah, that's an exclusive. That sucks. Yeah, that's that's the thing about PlayStation. They have some bangers, man. The Last of this Us. This is incredible. Amazing Spider- or not, Marvel Spider-Man. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is amazing. Uh-huh. God of War is amazing. I can't... They're really good. They're really... And fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake is so good. That game was incredible. Just this alone. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to have one. Do you think that's like a neat idea though to like pick a specific like film genre and basically make a what would you say a filter for your whole game for it? That's that's kind of wild to go to that 
to that length to just like honor something that most of the gamers that will play this have never even played. Like those movies, they're from the fifties, and you know, like the f- yeah, exactly. People, I think we're like like last generation remember films like that. Actually, I mean, unless you're a serious cinephile, you know. Like yeah, a, yeah, exactly. Like, I, like a music or, or a movie degree or film degree or something like that. I, I know some people uh, that work at like um, indie theaters and like they're all about it. But that's like less than 1% of people I know, obviously. But specifically black and white, like old school samurai films like this. With, fi- with film grain and scratches and stuff in it? it. I think it will appeal to people not for the same reasons that it will appeal to you and I. I think yeah. it's, it's mostly going to be like cool to them. Yeah. Right? And something different and actually new to them. So like, it could be like a re... Introduction. So they won't. They won't have an attachment to the nostalgia. They'll just have like an appreciation for the aesthetic. Yeah. Oh, this looks cool. But at the same time, they they might feel like it's taken away from the graphics of the game. I can see lots of people. Most people won't even watch a black. My favorite movie of last year was a black and white movie. But like, I don't think most people even dig which one don't tell me the lighthouse the lighthouse yeah the lighthouse god damn that's no is it? Oh my god, it's so good. It's it's by the guy the guy who made the witch. But well, why did you like it? Because it's incredible. Did you see it? I did. You didn't like theater. it. You didn't like it at all. Okay, so here, my <laughs> biggest problem was when I the theater I went to. You didn't like all the a- masturbating, did you? No, it wasn't a bad theater, but like you so couldn't you- understand what they were saying. First of all, yeah, that is a little it tough. It was so bass, and it was the, the, the voices were drowned out. Yeah. Um, and I, I went with my family. And oh, that's a bad. Have- that's a bad move. But I mean, it doesn't doesn't affect my opinion. But okay. but as far as like how they thought what they thought about it, they obviously don't know anything about like Eldritch stuff, yeah, or yeah. They, they don't have any interest in like that sort of stuff. So well, there's absolutely dumb. There's some Eldritch stuff in there. There's some Greek, uh, his, his Greek Greek mythology stuff. Poseidon-y stuff. Well, no, there's there's Pro- Prometheus, the guy who like uh, stole fire, the Titan that <laughs> stole fire and gave it to humans, and then uh-huh. and then his um. He he has to get his liver pecked out every single day by like a hawk or something. That's his that's his uh, eternal hell, right. and that's what happens right. to. Well, spoilers, but yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, spoiler warning at the beginning of this uh, this podcast for the lighthouse. Me for me and the other twelve people that saw that movie. I I don't know if I would recommend it though. I recommend it wholeheartedly. Bring bring your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> There are definitely very cool cinematography in it. There's uh, the a act, lot of... The acting is spectacular, I think. The acting is really good. Yeah. Um, Robert Pattinson, you'd never think that he's, oh, he's such an actor. Oh, he's so good. Like, he's, he has grown. Yeah. Um, and William Dafoe, I mean, he's, he's just he's playing an insane man in the way that he looks and the way yeah. that he talks. And and, and, and those the, the, the scenes were so long, like those cuts... They weren't just like edited sequences. There yeah. were scenes where they were like talking and acting for five minutes, ten minutes straight. Admit it, you're like, fond of me, lobster. It's <laughs> <just> so creepy. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Anyway, do you yeah. do you think they could apply uh, something like this to anything else? Like maybe if they did like uh, a GTA in the '70s, they gave it like that taxi driver look to it with that film grain, like those washed out colors and stuff like that. I feel like there's room for that, especially since there were a couple of titles like L.A. Noir. Oh, tried yeah. that a little bit. I forgot about you that. Know? Um, but they, they were still kind of like a you know, gangster kind of yeah, 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 yeah. mafia sort of stuff. Um, so that's always been there, kind of like Godfather vibe. 
And there was a Godfather game, right? I don't think it. I don't think it did much. They weren't that good. No. No, they were. They were kind of like GTA. Yeah. But not as good. Every, yeah. That's what happens to all gangster games. It's like, except for I guess Yakuza. Everyone says Yakuza is amazing, but I've never played it. Yeah, Yakuza got better and better. Yeah, actually. Yeah, because it started as like a beat 'em up sort of game, and then it it, it it eventually had more story to it, had more. I guess, like, power-ups and weapons and things like that. But I feel like with old-school ideas, concepts like Samurai, maybe it'll be a little more difficult because, I don't know. Like, not that this this looks bad, but I just don't think a lot of people, as far as, like, nostalgia or anything like that, remember these things. I don't think they... Like, to me, this reminds me of my childhood and, and the movies that I used to see back then. See, this reminds me of college because I tore through these movies in college. Just because my <laughs> Mike T, I'm sure you you know of that, my old psychotic roommate. I mean, he's my best friend, Mike T. Yeah. He, uh, he, he was a fan of Kurosawa movies, so we, we went through some of those back then. And then he had like, well, I mean, even even now, a lot of people watch Bruce Lee films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe you were wrong. Maybe there's a, a lot more appreciation why, of me. Why isn't that think. why isn't that explored in games more like the seventies kung fu era? I feel like you right? I feel like you get some good shit out of that. I don't think there's been a video game with, with nunchucks like that. <laughs> 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 Just straight up kung fu in it like that. Alright, as, as, as far as topics, that's all I really had for this week. So uh, what you playing? Um right now I'm still kind of playing um, one step from Eden, but I'm basically done with it. The, my problem with it is that there's so many cards in it that I just don't see the value. Um, I like I don't think that I'm ever gonna make decks out of those cards. All right, let's let's see something here. Can you look up your hours played for me, please? On my Switch. On one step from Eden, yeah. Oh, sure. Give me a second. I'd, I'd like I'd like to know. I'd like to know what value you got out of one step from Eden. Because this guy, he beats the shit out of these games. I see. Or plays the shit out of these games. I did pick up a couple of other titles that I was playing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Fallen Legion. No. Don't. Oh. No. I don't think so. There's another game called Thea, The Awakening. Mm, that sounds familiar. I think I've heard of that. But you might have just told me it. I don't think I told you about Thea, though. Um, I tried to finish the messenger because I I almost beat it, but I when I hit sixteen bit, I stopped. Really? Yeah. It's so, really good. And I like sixteen bit games better than eight bit games, which is the weird part. I don't know why I stopped. But their game that they have coming out in like twenty twenty two looks amazing. Um. Anyway, answer my question, <laughs> please. Okay, playtime. You want to see numbers or you want to see like hours? Oh, or one stuff from Eden. Yeah. Does this have hours? I have to load it up. Yeah. No, no, no. You go into your profile, right? You can go Sometimes into your Switch profile. Short, right. Yeah. Let's see. I don't even think we're friends on Switch. We're not. <laughs> I only we play Animal stopped, Crossing on there right it. now, anyway. You stop playing it. <laughs> um, so it only... Yeah, it just says 70 hours or more, but I do know that I'm over 250 hours. How's that? How, uh, how, how can you be over 200 if it's a 70 or more? Because it stops at 70 or more? I think I think so. Do you recall how much you paid for it? For one stuff from Eden? Yeah. 
I think it was like twenty bucks or fifteen. Okay, God, that's a that's a difficult question. <laughs> so what is what is that per per hour? Oh, I see. Um, that's what I'm wondering. I'm trying to figure out how much value you got out of that one little indie game. That's not even done, by the way. <laughs> ten cents an hour. What do I? What do I do? Is it two? Oh, so it would be. Uh, let's say it was twenty. Like a 20, twenty. Twenty divided by two hundred. Yeah. Uh, a, a ten cents an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost like going to a penny that's, arcade and just having runs. That's when people like when they bitch about the cost of a game. I'm like, yo, you ever been to the movies before, idiot? Like, yeah, you pay you pay fifteen dollars <laughs> sometimes, twelve bucks sometimes. Yeah, it's an hour and a half experience. And a lot of those, a lot of the times, you don't even like that movie. Or you either you, don't like it, plus you don't even get to keep it. They don't give you a copy of it. No, or you get some kid next to you coughing or screaming or snoring or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, you know? imagine if you. Had, Fifteen dollars for playing a video game for just two hours, yeah. and then you're like, "All right, go home, then, buddy." Yeah, that's it. Ten I mean, back in the day, that was kind of like that. Bro. Ten cents an hour for what you would say is like more than a positive experience, right? There was this uh, one place down the street from my house when I was a kid, and you could go there, and the guy was just like an electronics shop. He would like repair electronics, but he had a PlayStation there. Yeah, and you could pay to play, and that was actually my experience. I would go there and pay like ten bucks to play games for like. Hours. There was kind of like but, a pl- there was a place around here that was called Strike One. It was in uh-huh. Burlington, Mass, and they had it was like an athletic center, but there was also a large arcade in there. And you paid uh-huh. ten dollars a day to go into this giant arcade with maybe like not giant, let's say thirty five different arcade machines, uh-huh. all on free play. That's awesome. It was spectacular. My my old man would used to just be like, "Here, I'm dropping you off here for the day. I'll see you later." And he'd come back and pick me up like six hours later. I'm like, "Not yet. It's not time to go yet." I, I know to, it just flies I used to like do that. it all the time. Does this still exist? No, no, it's long gone. That, oh. That's how I that's how I beat like Ninja Turtles arcade, Turtles in Time, The Simpsons game. You know, because I could just just you know drive. You know, it's like how it is now, where you just download that stuff on PlayStation or Xbox or Switch or whatever, and you just have free play. But I had it with the actual arcade machines. It was great. Back in like – this would have been like 97, 98, something like that. Oh, man. We had the same experience at the same time. Yeah. Like exactly when I was like – exactly that, like 8 what, to 15 years old. What are, you, are, you, are you a year, late... year younger than me? I'm 34. I'll be 35 in August. I'm going to be 34 in December. Okay. So, yeah, so okay. a year and a half ish. A year and a half, okay. Um, around the same exact time, uh, there was this, uh, I think this place still exists actually in Tehran. There was a massive arcade, and they had everything, man. They had uh, PlayStations in it, they had like classic arcade uh, cabinets in it. They had even, like, I don't know if you remember those tank games that you would actually sit oh, in the yeah. tank mm-hmm. and you would control your tank. Oh, man. I, my favorite game when I used to go there was. Um, Oh, crap. What was like the game that you turn into animals? It was a fighting game. Oh, uh, Beast. It, um, it has Beast in it. Um, Bloody oh Roar? God. Yes, Bloody that's Roar. it. Bloody Roar. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Bloody oh, Roar. That's it. My God. I remember that, playing those games on PlayStation, the, the home that versions. That was the coolest shit. Yeah. Like, there was no other fighting game like that at the time. Yeah. Like, there was Tekken, and it was cool. Yeah, the transformations, though, were, like, a whole new level. The transformations, and, yeah. like, if you figured out the combos 
just because he had two sets of abilities and two sets of combos and all of that, and and just that transformation. And then they had those ultimate moves that were really flashy, yeah. and then they had like slow mo finishers and all that. Oh my god! I always got trounced yeah. in fighting games as a kid, so I never played them in arcades. But I, I understand because I played them at home a lot versus just the computer. Uh, See, I never played like Street Fighter back then. I did, or any yeah. of that. But like Tekken, poorly was. was uh, my go-to yeah. uh bloody or was another one of my go-to's but then later on when i when i uh, moved over here um i got into street fighter 2 and 3 yeah i got pretty good with akuma oh oh boy that's oh, how you, you say akuma yeah okay i say it correctly probably <laughs> but uh, aku means evil right i think in japanese or demon aku yeah Somebody? it's like evil or demon yeah something like that um, but yeah, you know, like the, you have that combo where you basically press all the freaking buttons on your controller, and he does a grab, and the screen goes black, and it's just like uh, a million it's, it's his combo. Ra- rage, raging <laughs> demon, I think it's called something like that. Raging demon. You should, you should pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows what that is. If anyone's watching this, anyway. Anything else you play? Or can I go? To- um, another game that I would recommend. Mess up the screen is, for a second. Is Ita? Have you seen Ita? You've told me about it. I don't think I told you about it. You Ita. did, because I've never heard of it until, I mean, like, I know I haven't heard of it. Is it I-T-A? I-T-T-A? I-T-T-A. I-T-T-A. Here, I'll pull it. You should play a trailer of it. And I, I don't know. I think this is Well, I don't know. Probably... I'm, I'm getting, like, some kind of weird waifu game. Oh, wait. This here one? we go. No, here we go. i got to switch announcements. No, no. Here we go. Yeah. Here. I'm going to turn down the volume a bit here. I don't oh, know if yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a Switch exclusive, but... They did get the announcement, it looks like. It's a very slick, very fast-paced, really smooth... They killed the cat! Responsive. I know, right? <laughs> the internet will be so mad. He will forever be with you, though. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this game. And it's a... It's oh, a you know what? I saw a YouTuber named Retromation play this. That's, that's where I've heard of this. So imagine, like, the boss rush style of Fury with bullet hell style sort of fights what it looked like to me was uh that titan game titan um titan i i i I I remember you playing it It i played it on my channel channel. yeah titan souls yeah titan souls that that game was fun but it wasn't it wasn't uh robust enough i like that that graphical uh thing there with like the character bouncing up to the screen the enemy character bouncing up to the screen. Yeah, yeah. There are things that like pop in and out. Yeah. It's very. I mean, the art style is very much up my alley. It's it's great. It's pretty good. It uh, Okay. It uh. And for me, I have. Uh, I I I told you a couple weeks ago. Um, I was playing Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah, I uh, I could I had to stop. I, you, said, I, you said you hated it. I just ended up. I mean, at first I didn't, but then I was like, wow, this is. Um, like coming off of Final Fantasy VII remake and then playing that, I just wanted more cactuars and like Moogles and shit like that in my life. And I was like, nah. Yeah. I was like, nah. I just can't do it. The voice acting is so bad. The story is so shitty. Like, I th- the battle system is kind of cool. Do you know about the battle system in that game? No, tell me. It's basically like low level programming. So they have this thing called the Gambit system, which are like these if then statements, like if any 
one of my allies is below this amount of health, use cure spell on them. Uh, That's actually cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And you can like unlock a shitload of them. So you can have this whole like hierarchy of things that you do. Like, So it's like automated yeah. combat. So you can do that even for your player character, not just for everybody else. So you kind of like build this machine to figure out how to best go through it. And that part uh-huh. is mostly fun. But, like, the characters are such boring, like, weirdo anime robots that I just... And they're also a blatant ripoff of Star Wars. Second time I've said this, but it is. Like, it is Star... It's Star Wars, but worse. Um, <laughs> and I just I just got so... You know who Chewbacca is, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Dara's never seen a Star Wars movie. That's why I'm saying that. I, yeah. I, I know it's the I most mean, people that see... They're, they're everywhere. And it's impossible but to I, not know. So, like, the there's... There's a Han, for the plot for that sake. There's a Han and Chewie equivalent in this game called Balthier and Fran. And Fran, I guess, is known across the internet as Sexy Chewbacca because she's just like a bunny girl in a thong with, with, with high heels on. I get to see that. Yeah, you got to look her up. Fra- Fran from Final Fantasy XII. I'll pull her up, I guess. Jesus. Over-sexualized. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God, somebody cosplaying her? No. Oh, God. What, what have I clicked on? I'm out of here. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm not showing this to anybody. It's really creepy. It's not on screen. It's not on screen. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just us on screen right now. And just, just Google Fran XII. She's sexy Chewbacca, but she's way more... Like, she speaks English, and she's less interesting than Chewbacca, who just goes... Oh, I can't make the sound. But anyway, yeah. I had to stop. And then when it's, I um, oh Jesus, like, stop messaging me. Like furry and, yeah, it's really weird. And then when I stopped, I was like, I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey for twenty bucks, like over Christmas break. I think I'll play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, dude. It's awesome. It is, so, is that the latest one? Uh, it yes, it would have came out in twenty. I think it would have been early twenty nineteen. What's the setting in that? Greek. It's all oh. it's all of the Greek world during the Adriatic War, the Peloponnesian War, when the Greeks and the Athenian, sorry, when the Athenians and the Spartans went to war. Oh, so did it, they didn't continue going in, into the future because it was kind of becoming more and more recent, sort of. Not no, not this one. They went they went back far, but it's it's not as far back I think as the one before it, which was ancient Egypt, which is Origins. I've never played that one. Or are they contemporary? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, That's good reviews, too. Uh, Odyssey is spectacular. The world is like this amazing wash of sunlight and blues and greens. And uh, the, all the, all like, your main character, I, I picked Cassandra. A fem- you can pick between Alexios or Cassandra. Um, uh-huh. It's the first time I think you've been able to do that in an Assassin's Creed game. And I, I had read that Cassandra's voice actor was exceptional. In fact, I think she got nominated at the Game Awards that year. Oh, wow. And, and she is exceptional. Like, going through that game with that character is awesome. And what I love about Cassandra is that she's a big fucking girl. Like, she's not like some... Oh, really? She's, she's not chubby? Like, she's not chubby. She's jacked. She's not like some little, you know, like could she, never... She's like Zarya from Overwatch? Yes! She's like Zarya, but like more attractive i would say you know like she's she could fucking crush my skull with one hand you know and uh her voice actor between her thighs (laughs) yeah probably that is one cool thing about the game you can just like fuck anyone you want more or less there's so many quest lines that end with like a heart option where you can choose to just like fuck that person more or less and i fuck everyone in the greek world i fuck all the women i fuck all the men 
Assassin's Creed meets uh, Witcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's tons of that, and I, I don't, I don't turn any dick or pussy down. I get it all, and uh, that opens. Oh, up. even the dicks. Oh yeah, I, I get it all. I'm a female character. No, if, if I'm ever playing a, a female character and I have just romantic put, options, just, it's just, always lesbian. Nah, nah, route. nah, nah. That's not how the Greeks rolled, though. I'm really role playing it. They, they did whatever. The Greeks were all about that shit. Anyway, the world is amazing. All of the side characters, while not as well animated as your main character still look pretty good and some of like the big names in histories like socrates they say socrates socrates and like um uh uh, what's his name hippocrates like the hippocratic oath guy you know all of those like main pillars of uh of of greek um history that, that, that we know about today they're, yeah. they're awesome. They're all voiced so well. Their storylines are super cool. The combat system is a lot of fun. Um, I'm... Oh, let me see how far into it I am. What is what is your main mission in that? In that? Like, what are you trying to achieve? I am 60 hours in. So your, wow. your main character is... Um, she's born a Spartan, and she's being trained up by her father um, to be a warrior. But then Pythia, uh, the oracle, says that her little brother... Alexios has to be killed in order for like ruin to not befall Sparta, and mm-hmm. like they're gonna throw the baby off of this cliff into the fucking ocean, and like your character as a little girl goes and tries to save the brother, but both of you end up toppling off into the ocean, mm-hmm. and she gr- she gets adopted by a guy who basically turns her into a mercenary, mm-hmm. and then the story starts to unfold where she tries to find her family. So it's it's like this very intimate story set in a very big, broad um, historical period where she's like influencing the 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 Peloponnesian War. I think that's the the war. Um, oh okay okay. And uh, there's there's some interesting mechanics in there where there's um, a, a city state like flipping thing you can do. Like either a, a city state is controlled by Athens or it's controlled by Sparta, and it doesn't matter which one you can fuck with whatever faction you want to so like you go into those i know this is a super old game people know about this stuff but i'm like gushing on it you you can go into these areas and you can kill off their soldiers and burn their supplies and murder their leaders and then the more of that you do the weaker the state becomes and when it becomes weak enough a conquest battle will pop up between Uh athens and sparta and you can choose to fight for one faction or the other. If you fight for the attacking faction, it's more difficult, but you get more rewards. And when you do that, it kicks off this huge scale battle where it's like this land skirmish where you're 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 like a hero in the midst of it while everyone's fighting around you. And you're taking uh-huh. you're taking out soldiers and captains and mercenaries. And the more you kill, the better you do for Spartan or Athens, the more shit that they give you. And when that's kind of like uh, what was what was the war, the, the warrior series like right? Dynasty Warriors? Dynasty Warriors. It's like right. Dynasty Warriors, except you're not like a god. You know how like in those uh-huh. games you can just like swing like a giant naganata and like murder like yeah, nothing 30... matters. No, 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 it's it's not it's not fight. it's not like that. You <laughs> to die to you. Yeah, you still you still have to think a little bit. So the, <laughs> the the funniest thing about this is that once you say you flipped it from Spartan to, Spartan to Athens, Sparta to Athens, uh-huh. as soon as you're done with that battle, you can just go like. All right, I'm gonna go kill all the Athenians now in this area, and then you can just do the battle again and like flip it again. You can just constantly like flip the world. So it's not like you know, like an evil option and a good option. No, because you don't care. You're you're immersed. You hate Sparta. 
because they ruined your life as a child and you hate Athens because you were brought up to hate Athens from the Spartans. You know, so you're just like a mercenary. You do everything for yourself. The only thing you care about. Yeah. The only thing you care about is finding your family and trying to fix your own personal life. And everything else is just, it's just there. And you can just play in that sandbox. And then there's. Another like effects, like the ending or anything like that. It's just pure, just purely for for your satisfaction. Yeah. Sandbox stuff. And then there's naval battles. Uh, There's. I hate naval. They are really good in this game because there's no cannons or anything. You're just using arrows and spears, so you Uh you just like aim all your boys with this big like reticle, and you're like fuck them up, and they do, you know. And you can ram each other, and then there's like legendary hunts for like lions and bears and all kinds of wild shit like that. Um, There's even like uh, uh, gear bonuses, gear set bonuses, a la like. Uh, Diablo, you know, like I have the full Artemis set because I hunted every single legendary monster. So like my hunting of oh yeah, there's three tiers of of of, uh, of battle points too. There's a warrior tier, an assassination tier, and a hunter tier for stealth kill, wow. stealth kills, face to face melee battles, and for um for archery. So like you can it's really sliced a lot of different mechanics and and different like game ideas together even like that sounds like monster hunter to me and it totally works like they like you get some open world jank now and then but like that's how it is but i love it yeah. i can't i can't especially after coming out off of final fantasy 12 like i feel like this is more of an rpg than that jrpg i mean i know the final fantasy 12 is from ps2 it's like beating the shit out of a toddler saying this but right but you know. but still yeah, yeah. and that, that, it's, it's uh, scratching that is for you right now yeah. at least and that's what i've been playing that sounds like an incredible game. Yeah, it's really good. You know that they, they they brought um, they brought some of the Assassin's Creed games to Switch. Maybe they'll bring it to maybe they'll bring Odyssey one day. It'll look like shit, Wait. but they might. Really? Yeah, they brought Assassin's Creed two and three to the Switch and four. If you're gonna play one, play four. Black Flag. That's that's one of the better ones. Hold on, I not that I don't believe you, but I have to see it from my own eyes. I swear. Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the the, uh, the recording. Uh, yeah, yeah. Research later. Yeah. Thanks a lot for watching. Uh, my name is Nick. This is Dara. I'm from He's Bad Games. He's from Ink Eyes. This has been. Thank uh, you for having me, Nick. You know, what are you talking about? You're you're the permanent you're the permanent co-host in my opinion. If, if you want if you want you're not even the co-host. You're yeah we're co-hosts. That's how I see this. Are we I gonna wanna, bring other people into this? I mean, maybe if somebody else wants to come in, but I uh, I wanted to do it with you. I, I I don't know who else I would do it with. It that would be super cool. Maybe we can even, I don't know, one day do dev interviews. Imagine that. Little indie game dev interviews. I think you have more pull there than I do now. I don't have any pull there anymore. <laughs> no, nothing. Neither of us. Let's just All right. say that. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Hopefully we'll be back next week. I plan to post these every Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. Record on Sunday, post on Wednesday. All right. Sure. Have a good day. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye.